Welcome to a special episode of Sound.Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Greg, and I'm getting better at Transformers. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. So if you may have noticed, this is not a normal episode of Sound.Wave. Uh, indeed, this is about as far from it as it can get, seeing as it's, you know, at least partially video, and uh, it's, it's going to be pretty wacky. It's also just me, Greg. Um, my usual co-host, Nell, is out on personal business this week, so instead, uh, I figured... What could I do that would be compelling enough to watch or listen to even better uh, for, you know, the hour that you are so kind to give us every day? Um, and the answer is, well, I got a VR helmet. That's pretty rad, right? Uh, I got to let you know, some of this is going to be a little wacky. Some of it's going to be kind of wild. Um if you can't tell by now, what I'm doing is essentially I have a VR studio, paint studio. I can make whatever I want here. And I figured one of the things I would do is I would try and make some cool 3D robots that we all might know and love uh, while talking about said robots. So, of course, you know... Uh, Probably the easiest to draw of all of them. Um, maybe around there. There's a certain helicopter who, to make things easy on myself, I'm going to draw in vehicle mode first because I feel like I might be able to represent that well. Um, it's, 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 it's your boy, Whirl. He's my favorite. Uh, so let's, let's try and actually make that happen. Let's see if I have a brush that I like for that. Let's go with the, uh, the ink. How do we feel about the ink? Any little lighter? A little lighter. Okay. okay. What we're going to... I'm going to try and figure out the shape of a helicopter as I sort of go along here. Um, oh, shit. My room alignment's way out of whack, so I'm actually walking into my couch right now. Um... Also, I just heard my cat, uh, so he's getting sort of uh, peeved by all of this, I'm sure. But um, for anyone who's listening to just the audio, this is probably all very confusing. I should have done a better job introducing what's going on here. Um, for anyone watching the YouTube video that was uploaded, uh, this is my VR setup. This is Tilt Brush. Tilt Brush is... A sort of 3D painting program, as you may be able to see here. And, oh, shoot, I can hear my cat getting into something. Um, anyway. Anyway, should have the thickness here. There we go. Uh, I'll be using it to draw some of our favorite Autobots. And Decepticons, of course. Of which I have many more favorites. But... Turn it. Now there's a way to change the thickness. Um, 
bored. This is all going to be super, super boring to listen to. I'm so sorry. Uh, as you can see, I can sort of teleport around where I'm moving. Um, now I'm in the tilt brush logo. Um, if I want to go over here, my helicopter's over there. If I want to get right up in, right now it's in my face. Um, God, I hope this is compelling. Otherwise, I'm like screwed. Uh, so yeah, that's. Anyway, um, so we're gonna make Shiboy whirl here. Gonna get a nice orange for that cockpit that we love so much. Um, something I think about is whirl, and people kind of ask me why do I like whirl so much. Obviously, he's really fun, and I'm sure he's very fun to write. But uh, more important than that, I think it's because my original impression of whirl was that he was supposed to be a bad guy. Like, for some reason, I thought that our the first thing we were supposed to see and take from world existing is that he's, like, not good. Because he the first thing we saw of him, if you remember, well, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, he's standing around a bunch of, like, dead dudes who I did not know at the time were bad guys. Um... There we go. Here, move back even further. That way I can sort of walk up to my, uh... Creation here. Um, and I thought that, like, oh, it'll be really funny if I pretend to really enjoy this guy a lot. And then I ended up really enjoying the guy a lot. Turns out he's great. Turns out we're all rules. Um, let's try and make some whirly blades, huh? Some Hopefully the audio people will appreciate that I'm making fun noises for the, the enjoyment of everybody. Um, so there's, as you can tell, Nell is the artist who does the show. She, she does all the episode art. Uh, so she would probably be doing much, much cooler stuff than I am. But here's my, here's my whirl, everybody. There you go. Let's try making something a little bigger scale, huh? You want to make a, a full-size whirl here? Let's see if I can make that happen. Um, no promises, but I'll see what I can do. Um, first things first, we want to draw that big, beautiful optic. Well, that's way too big. Um, yeah, well, still way too big. Don't know what I'm doing there. Probably right about there is what we're thinking. Let's give him that big, gorgeous yellow eye right up in there, too. Um, and then we'll surround that with some nice inky black, because that's my boy. He's got a dark side. He's He's got some darkness to him, wouldn't you know? Uh, and I thought it would be funny if I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy, this is the guy I like. And then it turned out, you know, he's actually a really fun dude. Um, so there you go. That's why I like Whirl so much. It mostly is a joke that turned into a, a real thing. Um, I should probably try and remember what his head looks like in any capacity. Um, whatever. You get the idea. It's Whirl. Oh, you know what I can do here? That big, beautiful optic. 
There we go. Oh, yeah. What do we think of that, huh? There we go. Now, let's... Uh... So, the other thing I wanted to talk about while I was doing this is just, you know, coming up with what is... I, I think what a lot of people like is more than meets the eye. And I was trying to think, why is that? I think it's because of the interpersonal relationships and those sorts of things. I think people like the fact that, you know, Chrome Dome and Rewind are married, and it's a interesting representation of a gay marriage. And I'm going to... We're all going to look good from one perspective here. Um, and good being a relative term, because this is his neck. Uh, but Chrome Dome and Rewind are real cool. And, you know... Um, there's other relationships that you can sort of dig into. What we really care about is the interpersonal sort of stuff with these robots, right? Um, but I think that what I actually am far more interested in in general is actually the sort of sociological relationships of Cybertron as well as these warring factions that have existed for years and years. Um, Oh boy, <laughs> I got no clue what I'm doing here. But so, you know, obviously, I think it's very interesting that the story starts with the Autobots one. Um, and for a lot of people, that was probably a big, shocking, weird thing because they got to see the result of this thing that, if they're Transformers fans, has been going on for what? decades since the 80s for us and then millions and millions of years for them right and i don't have that luxury i don't know anything about the war really so it's that's that's something that's really interesting to me is that megatron i read a thing that said like more than meets the eye presents Megatron as sympathetic, but never shies away from the atrocities he committed in the war. And I don't really know if I buy that. Like, something that occurred to me is I don't know a lot of the atrocities that he committed. Like, they're referenced, they're talked about, and there's a lot of people who say, I don't trust him because he committed atrocities in the war. But I don't know what any of those are. I, know, I don't have any context for this, which is not a failing of the series by any shot, you know, but it is something that occurred to me is that a lot of the IDW stuff I don't have context for. And so I am actively trying to expand. Um, and one way I did that is actually today, just before recording this, I watched the first five episodes of Transformers Prime. And because I was I was told by someone I would refer to as a very reputable reputable source, Lord Megatron himself, that it's it's a pretty good representation of Transformers. Um, and I thought, you know, these first five episodes don't get into a lot of depth. They sort of present Megatron as a like a Power Rangers villain, right? He's, you know, raising a zombie horde to overthrow the world or something, I guess. Let's move out on the other side here. Um, and I don't know 
why? I don't know if people like that. I don't know if people hate that. Uh, much larger, please. And it's it's fun. It's fun to watch that, but it got me thinking. So what? What? I'm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. What is the basis for all of this? One thing that, that really got me thinking was if Megatron is the sort of civil rights activist, um, guerrilla war leader, why does he keep Starscream around? Because Starscream seems so antithetical to the Decepticon cause in so many ways, in my opinion, at least. Also, by the way, I'm drawing World entirely from memory, so I have no idea. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm straight up winging it here. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Are you going to drop the bomb? Um, I mean, it's kind of a gray. Yeah. I think the arms are kind of a gray. Um, anyway, um, like what, what benefit does he get from Starscream? Because he knows Starscream is going to betray him at some point, right? I'm really just assuming these are some kind of joints. Boy, I should really look at Whirl more often, but Whirl in the comic more often. There you go, problem solved. Um, Starscream especially now that he's like leader of Cybertron and stuff, seems to be exactly what Megatron was fighting against in so many ways. And you know what? Now that I say it, maybe that is the use that Megatron saw in Starscream was that there's this person who is sympathetic to the cause, even if it's only for personal gain, but they're sympathetic in as much as we can use them against our enemy by using their own tactics. So if that's something I can get that, I can sort of understand why Megatron would want that. Let's try and give him nice big claws here. Some big meaty, give him the clamps. I got to be careful because I'm in my living room and I know that just outside of VR, my ceiling fan is here somewhere. Um, and I gotta like not, I'm going to try and yep, see, I just clanged into it. I don't know if you heard that. I don't know if you're hearing any of this. In fact, boy, I'm really winging it. Sorry, everybody. Nell is really the glue that holds this together. Uh, make no mistake about that. All right, let's try and get down here so I can kind of get crotch level with Whirl. Finally, my dream coming true. Um, yeah, why not? And then we'll give him his, his cute, cute bird legs. Uh, but, but, but. What do we think? What do we think for that? Probably the oil paint. I'll go back to that. Because um, I want to kind of smooth this out. Give him a rounded sort of uh, undercarriage there. Because, you know, helicopter. Um think, well, you know what, I, I might be doing some artist interpretation here, but I think that there's like a middle section, isn't there, that's like a thing, and then there's like a, 
like a pelvis component for lack of a better way to phrase that. Um, anyway, uh, I forgot where I was going with this, but it seems like the IDW iteration in terms of comics is really some of the best representation of what the Decepticons kind of exist for. Um, and I've always, I, obviously as a like hardcore anti-fascist leftist radical, um, I'm going to side with the oppressed as opposed to the oppressors, which I do think the Autobots are. I think the Autobots are oppressors. I think that there's no way to sort of get around that fact. Um, I wish there was, but because I like some of the Autobots, I think a lot of them are fun and hilarious and uh, cool to hang out with. But I think that what they represent is just sort of run-of-the-mill bad stuff, man. I think that they're largely fighting a war they should they're on the wrong side of um we're gonna try and make some legs here much the same way we made the arms now we're gonna give him his clamp feet sort of you know what i'm talking about here again hopefully you can hear me i have no idea what the audio was like right now i would have no real way to test that but um here you go i think that that is going to complete our first robot that's sort of our little chubby boy whirl. Uh, let's see if I can uh, get a good... What do we think, everybody? Not bad? Not bad. Um, you know what we should do? We should put him out in space. There we go. Oh, now I feel like I should draw a holoform whirl floating out in... Uh, and I feel like a mook. Sorry, everybody. There you go. That's what we got. Um, who should we make next? Who sounds fun? Who can I remember? <laughs> very little, uh... <laughs> I very poorly rendered world from this angle. Um, anyway. Let's draw someone right here, huh? <sighs> um, how about, uh, Minimus? We do Minimus. Let's try Megatron. What the heck? Megatron's more fun. First thing we're going to start with. Megatron, big old boy. Megatron, he got some size up on him. We're going to go with a different background because uh, it's actually a little tough to draw out here. Let's go. I'm trying to... One of, some of these have better lighting than others, which is why you can... Whatever. Don't worry about it. We're going to draw Megatron. First thing we're going to start with, we're going to draw... Oh, not that. Um, we'll try and get a scene with better lighting. Hopefully. Now that makes everything look purple. Sorry, super, super interesting, I'm sure. Um, that's also purple. I guess that's about as good as it is. Anyway, first thing we're going to start with is this this good, good boy's helmet. This is... This is uh, his dome, his center of power. Oh, crap, I walked into my couch again. 
uh, which I should warn you, walking into your couch is not usually a problem with VR. That's what these blue lines, like a sort of cage that you can, maybe you can see, I don't know. Um, but usually if you're in VR, there's blue lines everywhere sort of showing you where your walls are. But mine is drastically miscalibrated for reasons that I can fix and will fix, but just haven't. Um, ooh, I'm giving way too big of a helmet here. Um, and it don't particularly matter. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, let's see if we can do some fine detail work here and, uh, try and give him his, uh, there we go. That wire, a light. And give me some red for those trademark eyes. Oh, that's not right at all either. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. Look at this boy. Look at that man. There we go. We're going to try and uh, give him a, a trademark uh, Megatron scowl. Let's see. That's not even close. Uh, <laughs> I do love it, though. Click. We'll go ahead and take a picture of that one. Um... And we'll try, we'll just try that one more time. Oh, camera right there. Oh, no. That's about as good as it's going to get, I think. I'm not the artist here. That's Mel's job. Um, and boy, how much fun would it be to watch Nell work like this, huh? She's a, she's a very talented artist. Um, Man, that's just imposing to look at. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I don't remember enough about Megatron at all. I'm not going to be able to draw him. Um, but you know what we can do is give him his nice, super burly, massive, broad-shouldered, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do a bust. How about that? There we go. Now we're getting some Megatron going. Oh yeah. This is this is the Megatron right here. We'll get a nice base going. Something to build on. And then we'll kind of uh we'll do this one more 2D than we did with World, just because I don't remember in general how Megatron looks necessarily. Oh yeah, look at that big burly man. Ooh, that's a big boy. I'll give him a big boy kiss to go to bed. Um, Lord, I don't know what I just said there, and I apologize for it. Um, tell you what, let's try and get his sort of construction stripes up in here. Yeah, go right across the chest there. What do you think? You guys want to go with the construction stripes? You want to go with that, like, filigree that he has sometimes? So we'll, we'll try and do a super fancy, nice, uh, filigree design here. What do we think? Wire. Let's try wire. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. That's Megatron right there. Ooh, look at that boy. Look at that big, strong man. Um, we'll give him some shoulders, too. How about... This is a... So it's not so much a bust, but just the top half of his body. I just want to have nice big shoulders. Look at this big old, big man. I'm obsessed with this, this big boy. Um, 
Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. Look at this big boy. Try and can't even get him all in the frame here. That's a Megatron right there. Oof. IDW, here's my phone number. Call me up. Um, who else do we want to true? Or who do we want to do? Do we want to do a teensy boy now? How about we do a little teensy boy? Let's do like a... Let's do a swerve. What's a swerve sound. <laughs> God, these look so bad for Mother Angles. I'm so sorry. Um... Anyway, what else can I talk about in regards to Transformers while I sort of pop Ross this at you? I don't remember how to do sort of. You know who I do know how to do is tailgate, so we're going to do a tailgate. First things first, we'll start off with. I'm going to try and do it so that he's up here floating, and then maybe we'll do some cool stuff with that. I don't know. Um, no, this isn't the right brush. Anyway, uh, what else can I discuss at length? To all, to all of you. Oh, there we go. This is a tailgate head right here. Look at that. Yeah, there we go. That's a boy. That's a teensy boy. Um, I like it. I like Transformers now. And as you may have heard at the beginning of this episode and at the beginning of the previous episode... I do feel like I'm getting better at Transformers. I feel like I understand it more. Um, I have a better hold on what it's telling something like that. I think, right? That looks fine to me. Um, it's gonna be bigger than Megatron. Um, I want to say Marker's fine. Um, I think Transformers is interesting. It doesn't hit the same buttons that other robot stuff does for me, which gives more credence to my theory that they're not robots. They're aliens. And even at that, they're mostly people. There's a lot of sci-fi conceits that say, like, oh, they live for millions and millions of years. That doesn't make any sense to me, because if you were doing that, all of their perceptions about literally everything would be changed. Like, so much of human perception is rooted in time. Which is why I make such a big fuss about that on the show every now and then. But, um... God, I think his body is this color. Yeah, we're gonna... This looks right to me. Um... <laughs> boy, this one's gonna be a little more simple than the others, I think. Um... There... Is, uh, get some shoulders going. Um, it's it's really just a, a, a. I think at its best, Transformers is political and interested in discussing civil rights and these sorts of things. Um, I don't. I certainly don't mind the smaller scale stuff. It's just that. Because you are all probably very tired of the smaller scale stuff. It's all new to me. There you go. Waste disposal. Um, yeah, like I said, you're probably all like way bored of the fact 
that, you know, Autobots, Decepticons fighting in this millionaire war. And again, I'm not like crazy war story guy who loves all these crazy war stories, but um, I am interested in the sort of sociopolitics. I'm interested in the politics that sort of spring up as a result of all of that and the the class warfare especially which i think is really really cool i like that that stuff is covered and it's cool to see media that's interested in civil rights um and it's interested also interesting to see media that's saying like hey you know these guys that surely if you're a fan of the franchise you've been involved with for however many decades the autobots well, it turns out they're kind of shitty. They're kind of like a private military organization for a government that sucks. Um, there, I think that's about as detailed as I'm going to be able to get with Tailgate. Uh, maybe we could do a, a nice big Cyclonus to go with them, but uh, I think I might be running out of steam here. Let's go ahead and get a nice camera shot of this bad boy. There we go. Um, you know what? Yeah. So there you go. That's 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 my sort of take on. You know what? Let's try and draw one more thing. I'm gonna try and do one more, and it's gonna be a just a nice little uh, send off here. Um, it'll be a quick little one too. Um, I I like that there's something that discusses social justice and these sorts of things. Um, I wish it went further into those things. I wish that it was more invested in the social justice. I know that it's fun to write the storylines about, you know, elegant. It's fun to write elegant chaos. It's fun to write the things that are giant, big, weird sci-fi adventures. But I mean, Megatron putting aside his fusion cannon is Megatron attempting nonviolent resistance and then picking it up is him recognizing there are times where violent resistance is the only resistance possible, especially in oppression, which my interpretation is that like, this is something Megatron probably learned a long time ago, actually, and is just being sort of a writer's convenience type vehicle. But, um, Lord, it's not clear by now. I'm trying to draw the lost light, but I actually apparently have very much forgotten what it looks like. Oh, well. Um, I'll try and do something a little more visually interesting here in just a moment. But, um, yeah, tell me more about what's going on inside Megatron when he, you know, why does he feel... What did he do? Give me the context as a person who has only read Lost Light, I guess. And maybe it's on me to explore more of there we go. Um, what came before. Maybe it's on me to try and find those things. But a lot of those things seem to paint Megatron as this cartoon villain, which I think is you know, what he literally is, but it, that's what makes it a little frustrating to have to do the work. Like I'm not going to go back and read however many 
decades of Marvel UK Transformers comics because <sighs> I shouldn't have to. Um, here, I'm going to try and outline my idea of what the lost light looks like. Oh, it's so bad. I'm so sorry, everybody. But, uh, so sorry to the lost light. But, there you go. That's, that's, that's our ship. Bring our boys home. There we go. Um, let's try and get that too. <laughs> Boy, that's really bad. I'm sorry. That's, that's embarrassing. Um, so I think that is my final message is, if anyone knows where I should be looking to find more about Megatron and what he did that was so bad, um, or Megatron, I'm interested in Megatron. Tell me more about Megatron. I think we're going to call it there. Uh, that was fun. Thanks, everybody. Oh, hey, there's my VR set. Oh, well, there's a bunch of, I didn't even see these. Anyway, um, bye. Thanks, Greg. A lot of fun in there today. Um, I want to thank you, the listener, for bearing with us while we have a, a weird one-off week of just me. I really do apologize for the sound quality there. I had no idea what it sounded like until I was done doing it. Uh, and I recognize I would describe it as a little breathy. Um, so there you go. Uh, I just wanted to pop in here at the end and say... Uh, thank you to our Patreon donors, David Cabrera, Jay Riley, Sam Jocks, The Fifth Virtuoso, Kyle Schaefer, Biddybot Jazz, and Elizabeth Jackalope. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you chipping in. Um, join us next week. We have Till All Are One, Five and Six, which are just some bangers. Like, those are some good-ass comics. Uh, it's rad to see what is going on with Wimblade and that, that, that old Screamer star. So... Uh, tune in and thank you guys again. Transformonauts, uh, welcome, welcome to the, the cyber zone. Welcome to Transformopolis. Uh, uh, make sure your positional tracking and interpupillary distance is properly measured. <laughs> <laughs>